Welcome to yet another episode and addition to none other than Madrasa on A. Of course, developing Islam in me. On technical duties, I do have my producer, none other than Zarina Talib. And also long studio, I'm in studio with a special guest, none other than Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. And you know my voice by now. I'm Yasmina Peterson and we're going to be in your company up until 4 o'clock this afternoon, inshallah. So before we kick off with anything, just a gentle reminder once again, there is the workshop that is taking place. If you're interested in going, do make a note to go onto our website that is www.vocfm.co.za to download the registration form and to fill that out. This is not only for the workshops and the, occur- the, the excursion that is happening, but this is also for in everything so that you at the end of the day can get a certificate for your participation in the madrasa. So the workshop is happening on the 11th of March and that is going to be at the Siddiqui Masjid in Elsie's River and also the excursion is going to be on the 26th of March. So I hope by now that I've bubbled a lot so you've got your pens and your papers handy. We're going into our very first segment and that is with Knowing My Lord. But before we go into that, let me greet my guest in studio, Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you very much for listening to me now. How are you? Alhamdulillah, Sheikh. How are you? Alhamdulillah. Shukran. Alhamdulillah. We're going into our very first segment. I'm not going to say a lot. That is knowing my Lord and Sheikh is going to recap as to where Sheikh stopped yesterday. Bismillah, Sheikh. Shukran to the Yasmina. Jazakallah khair. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi wa ahda wa salatu wa salamu ala man la nabiya ba'd. Rabbi shrah li sadri wa yasid li amri wa ahlul uqdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli. اللهم علمنا بما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وارزقنا علما يا ذا الجلال والإكرام السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته We are busy in the segment of knowing my Lord and before we go into what we've done allow me to be able to make our dua collectively and put our hands together أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبة للمتقين والجنة للموحدين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا فإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم اجعلنا من الذين يستمعون القول فيتبعون أحسن اللهم أرنا الحق حقا ورزقنا اتباع وأرنا الباطل باطلا ورزقنا اجتنابا ولا تجعلهم التبسا علينا فنضل يا رب العالمين ربنا زدنا علما ورزقنا فهما برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا أذاب النار وادخلنا الجنة مع الأبرار يا أزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وأصحاب وبارك وسلم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين ما شاء الله الحمد لله أو لسنس أو ديجست ريمايندا أعوذ بالله yesterday we were on a section called 
knowing my Lord and we were dealing with the story or the issue that happened in the life of Nabi Ibrahim, his wife Hajara and his son Ismail. And we looked at those things and we're dealing with the section knowing my Lord as to the rububiyya in the, lo- the life of the Anbiya in, in comparison with our life today so that whether we understand rububiyya or not. Because the understanding of rububiyya is extremely important and Allah Ta'ala exposed to us what is rububiyya. And we said in the understanding of rububiyya is the recognition of the fact that Allah is the one worthy of commanding, giving instructions, guiding, directing, uh, uh, directing us on the part of the Sirat al-Mustaqim. And if we are obedient to Allah, then our obedience is the rububiyya to Allah. If we submit to ourselves to that, if we conform to wanting to fulfill what Allah commands us, then that is the rububiyya of Allah. We sing Allah as our, our, our Lord, but also our Lord as the one that we worship. We submit to Him in worship Him, and we do not worship anything or anyone with, neither, with, with, uh, with Allah, Neither do we worship anything other than Allah Ta'ala. May Allah grant us to be of those who submit ourselves completely, inshallah. So in the life of the various Anbiya, we said, we're looking at, in their life, our understanding of whether we fulfill or conform to Rububiyya of Allah Ta'ala. Of the things that we see that happened in the time of the life of the Nabi Sallallahu of Nabi Ibrahim, Nabi Ibrahim, we went and we looked at the history of what happened with his feeling for having a child, he developed to the occasion where he only got a child at the age of 84. Uh, uh, developed then to the fact that Allah decided that he must take the family, his family, his wife and his child off to a foreign land. We developed, it carried on until he departed from the foreign land. The type of reaction that the wife had to that moment. The type of reaction of Nabi Ibrahim to that moment. What then happened thereafter of the wife having to find something to eat and to drink but her trust and commitment into Allah a total dedication for Allah Ta'ala. The fact that Nabi Ibrahim came to visit him from time to time. The fact that Nabi Ibrahim wasalam, came again later in the life of them. Right? Now, this is as, as, as far as we've gone. Now, we've seen the type of effect that the Rububiyya had on Nabi Ibrahim. We saw that the effect of Rububiyya on Sayyidatina, Sayyidatina Hajra. We also saw Rububiyya on this child, this young child. But then Allah tells us in the Holy Quran of another occasion where the issue of Rububiyya is extremely, I'm sorry, the issue of Uluhiyya is extremely important. And remember, Rububiyya is identifying the great qualities of Allah. Uluhiyya is our submission to know Allah. Our submission in knowing who Allah is, that we submit to that Lord in fulfilling with He commands and demands, right? And we saw this happening in the time of Nabi Ibrahim. At some time when he was not with his family, a moment came that Allah Ta'ala instructed him and said to him, Ya Ibrahim, remember some time ago, you requested of me and you said to me, you wanted a child. And you begged me to grant you one and I gave you a child. And you went even as far in your request, you said to me, if you give me a child, I will offer him up for your cause, O Allah. So Ibrahim, I want you to offer offer your son up into my cause. And Nabi Ibrahim thought, well, but it came through as a dream. 
But the dreams of the Anbiya is wahi from Allah Ta'ala. Allah sends His message to, to activate their minds into certain things. Subhanak. Nabi Ibrahim dreamt this. But the second day he dreamt it again. When he dreamt it again the second day, now it is said to him, the offering of your son must be, you must be able to offer him up in slaughtering him for my sake. Slaughter him. Like you would slaughter a, a, a camel or a goat or a sheep. You need to slaughter him for my sake. And this is my request to you, Ibrahim. Subhanak Allah will send this. And so when Allah sent this to Nabi Ibrahim the second day, Nabi Ibrahim did not wait any further. And Nabi Ibrahim came then off to, from where, where he was in Palestine, he came all the way down to Makkah to be able to fulfill. When he came to, the, to them and wanting to fulfill the message, he spoke to the mother. Now he used to, used to come from time to time. And he came in greeting the mother and being happy with the mother and the child until he then said to the mother what she need to prepare for him. We will then carry on after the break, inshallah. Inshallah. The voice there of Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams, you are tuned to Madrasa on Air Developing Islam in Me. I'm your host, Yasmina Peterson, and we are up into your company up until 4 o'clock, inshallah. We are still in our first segment, and that is Knowing My Lord. If you have any questions, then you can send this through to our WhatsApp number on 072-238-0712. Alternatively, you can send this through an SMS to 47913. I'll hand over to Sheikh to continue, inshallah, Sheikh. Bismillah. Shukran jazakallah khair for that one. Uh, uh, Yasmina. Yes, <laughs> um, alhamdulillah. Uh, uh, we were just before the break, we were looking at Nabi Ibrahim and the fact that he visited his son and he got the dream in, uh, as a message that Allah sent him that he needed to slaughter his son. Now, uh, um, what then happened was that Nabi Ibrahim came to, to his wife and he interacted with his wife and then requested of his wife to prepare the fact that he needs to have certain tools ready to, to teach the child and he did not tell the mother that he was going to do what, what, what Allah has commanded him. But he asked the mother to prepare the child decently dressed and that he may go with him and that he is going to teach the child some skills of uh, what we say um, hunting. And so, as Nabi Ibrahim then asked for rope and asked for something sharp and asked for something to, 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 to the, the, the various tools that he needs, the mother prepared that. And as she prepared that, she gave it off to Ibrahim, Nabi Ibrahim, and Nabi Ibrahim left with the child, which is Nabi Ismail. And they went to a distance from where they were in Makkah. They went outside the area today known as Mina. In the valley of Mina, there Nabi Ibrahim met up with certain things happening. And one of the things that happened is somebody came to him in the form of an old man and said to him, It's but a dream. What are you doing? Why are you submitting to a dream? And why are you doing that really wanting to be able to slaughter your son? Nabi Ibrahim picked up a stone and threw at the ch at the, uh, this old man. Um, because Nabi Ibrahim knew this is not an old man, this is shaitan trying to manipulate him. And 
because Nabi Ibrahim would not have picked up a stone in front of an old man and throw at an old man. But Allah has given him the insight to know this is this is shaitan who wants to corrupt and destroy and break down the obedience of any person to Allah. And he uses his manipulative, he's, he's extremely manipulative to the extent that he would use anything and tell you anything and create anything and put himself in any process that he would want you to believe what he is doing is the truth. But he's unfortunately a very good liar. His, his life is lying, is corrupting. He lies at everybody, each and every one of us. And he offers us so many things. But he's, con he's a confined liar. And he's very, very good at it. And many a time, unfortunately, you and I, we fall for him. May Allah protect all of us, right? When we come to recognize that we've made the error, just make istighfar, Allah's prepared to forgive. Just ask Allah for forgiveness. and But be honest in your heart, admitting that you are the sinner and you are at fault and you to be blamed. And then beg Allah for forgiveness. Because istighfar means you're begging, you're crying, you're calling to Allah, admitting to the fact that nobody else is to be blamed. Don't say but and yes and and. No, 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 nothing. Say nothing. When you admit to the fact that you are a sinner, a sinner is something who said, I'm to be blamed. Nobody, not mom, not dad, not sister, not brother, not this, not that, not because of that, not because of this, not if this, not and if that. No, 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 none of those. A sinner is somebody who admits, I am to be blamed 100%, not 99,9%, 100% I'm to be blamed, nobody else but I. So in the fact that I admit to the fact that I'm a sinner, I take my 100% weaknesses and my faults, and the fact that I blame me 100%, I say to oh, my Lord, this is me. I beg you forgiveness and pardoning me of this sin 100%. Clean me, cleanse me, cleanse my slate completely, Allah. Not in the sense that I may be able to want you to be able to forgive me only 99%. I want you to forgive me 100%, my Lord. Because I don't think I will stand the ability to meet you whilst I have all my sins upon me, my Lord. Ya Rabb, may Allah be pardoned, pardonful with all of us. May Allah grant us what is best for our dunya against best for our akhir, inshallah. And so, we see the process of Nabi Ibrahim going to telling his wife, that he comes here to teach his child to, to, to how to, to hunt and he takes his child off and as he takes his child off and in the city of what we call Mina today Nabi Ibrahim um, meets up with, with this person and throws at him and later on this person comes again to the child and the child has now seen Ismail Nabi Ismail has seen what has happened that his dad, dad picked up something and his dad threw at the thing and this person came to him and this person said to him, it is not true, my boy, your daddy is not going to uh, 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 teach you how to slaughter. You know what your daddy is going to do? Your daddy is going to do something else. He wants to actually kill you. And this child said to himself, wow, this person. But I saw my dad pick up a stone. And so he also picked up a stone. And Allah granted him the insight to realize that shaitan who tried to manipulate his mind. And he said to himself, this is my dad. Don't tell me what my dad is. My dad is a prophet of Allah. He's always administering whatever Allah does. And he would not do anything that comes from his own mind. So don't you tell me about my dad. And don't put negative things into my mind. So you are not worthy of being an old man that I need to respect. So he took the stone and he threw at the thing. And he saw that the thing disappeared. It was not an old man. He realized then it is shaitan. But this happened to all of us. Shaitan comes to us in all the different formats, in all the different forms. Spanak, wanting manipulate, 
as, as we said, cunning, extremely cunning. He means to manipulate. He means to be able to, to harm us, intentionally to break us down, intentionally to make us disobedient to Allah. Ya Rab, that is his, his pure intention to make us disobedient to, to Allah. Ta'ala. Ya Allah, oh Allah, we, we beg you for your pardon. We beg you for our weaknesses, admitting to ourselves the fact that we are human. In our weak, our human abilities, we are absolutely weak, and we are extremely vulnerable to shaitan. And he is manipulative to the extent, he is so good in manipulation, he is so, he's an expert in it, that you and I fall many a times. And sometimes we repent away from the negativity, and he just comes again, and he just knows how to manipulate. He, he just has the sweet talk to get it over to us. And so unfortunate we are so vulnerable that we only realize it the moment we've slipped. Hey Rab, may Allah grant us khair and barak and grant us strength that we do not slip at the moment we need to be able to be firm and strong in front of Allah. Especially the day when Allah is going to take us back to Allah. That day, that day we do not slip. We do not slip into the fire of Jahannam. That we be firm to be able to be firm in this dunya. Thus we can be firm the Akhirah, especially over the Sirat al-Mustaqim. Ya Rabb, may Allah grant us the firmness that we need. May Allah grant us the strength, the ability, the fact that we do not slip under the the, the, the plow, the, the, the cunning uh, 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 tricks of shaitan when he wants to corrupt and destroy us. Ya Rabb, na'udhu billah. Now he's, he knows he's been offered nothing else and there's no place for him in Jannah. Jannah has got no place for him whatsoever. He is he's been sent for the fire of Jahannam. But his greatest wish and desire is that he wants to get each and every one of us, you and me, over to the same fire of Jahannam. And he's going to boast Yawm Al-Qiyamah. See Allah, see. You think that they want you created them to be able to worship you, but they're worshiping me. They're not worshiping you, Allah. They're worshiping me. They listen to me. When I instruct, they follow. When I guide them, they follow. So I am their Lord. They stay worshiping me. They're not worshiping you. And he's going to boast you on Qiyamah. Subhanak, may Allah protect all of us that we do not fall to negativity and the haram and the facade of shaitan. May Allah grant us what is best, inshaAllah. And so we saw what happened when Nabi Ibrahim came to the moment and he called his son, he says to his son, Oh my boy, I need to tell you the truth. I told your mom what I told your mom, but I need to tell you the truth, my boy. And I'm not doing this because I simply be able to bring you to this moment. So let me tell you, my son, I saw in a dream. And Allah's words in the Holy Quran, when Nabi Ibrahim said to his son, Inni ra'aytu. Inni arafil manami anni adbahuk. I saw, saw in my dream that I slaughter you as Allah's command. Fandur madha tara. And he said to his son, But my boy, I don't want you to be hasteful. I'm not chasing you away. I'm not putting fear into you. I want you to see, to listen to me. Tell me what is your opinion of what you've heard. Fandur madha tara. What do you see? What, look into the matter and see what do you see. Subhanak la hawla la illa billah. Had it been you or I or any other child, he would have jumped up and he would have ran a million way, m- miles away from his dad. I and you would have done the very same. We would have run away. My dad wants to kill me. And so he still lies to my mom. And now he comes and do, does this. But this boy did not do that. This boy did not do that. You know what this boy did? 
This boy, when he heard his father, father said to him, Fandur Mada Tara, look into the matter, my son, tell me what is your opinion? What do you, what is your view? Do you know what this boy did? He immediately responded. He didn't wait for minutes to go by. He didn't didn't wait to use the, the, the offer the father said to look into the matter. It said take a long, long and considerable response into the matter that you need to be able to look into it. No, no, no. He immediately responded. You know why? When his father said to him, look into the matter, he realized his father is in actual fact don't want to force him. But the father wants him to give him his opinion and let him realize what is happening and let him feel that his response to what his father is going to do is going to be an, a, a very wise response. And a response to the process of the him realizing that what the father is doing is not against him, but it in actual fact is in submission to Allah. And when the son in actual fact realizes, his response was, Ya Abatif Al-Matu'mar Oh my beloved father, I want to inform you, I know very very well that you are a Nabi. I am very well informed that you are a messenger and your whole life you are a person who in, are in total submission of Allah. And again what you did the day when you left Makkah and you left us alone here and my mom ran behind you and mom asked you, is this what Allah ordered you? And you responded to us this. So I now want to tell you, my dad, I know exactly who you are. And I know your submission to Allah. And you wouldn't do, do anything to be able to be disobedient. I know your capacity like that. And I love you for that, my dad. And I want to tell you, not only do I love you for that, but I'm ready to submit exactly in the same way. If Allah took my, do what Allah has commanded you, my father. Satajiduni insha'Allahu min sabirin If I need to, to persevere the uncomforts and if it needs to be uncomfortable, my dad, yes, I know it will be painful for you, but it will also be painful to me and whoever else it's going to be painful to. But, dad, I want to tell you, I'm prepared to submit. If you are a messenger who is submitting to Allah, I, as a whom Allah has granted the son of you, came to know you through my mom. She's a wonderful person. And in her capacity as mother, she's only taught me to recognize the greatness and glory of you submitting to Allah. Of you bringing a person that wants to give unto Allah the uluhiyah that belongs to Allah. That when Allah commands you, you prepare to submit. When Allah orders you, you carry out. Subhanak. And when Allah prevents you, you abstain from. And you were always ready to admit to Allah. So yes, if this is who you are, my dad, I'm prepared to carry out and be able to be of those who needs to persevere the uncomforts of what it is when you, my dad, needs to slaughter me for the sake of Allah. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. And thus it happened. Nabi Ibrahim then went forward to want to slaughter his son. He then took, he then, the father, the son just said, Dad, but one thing, please, if you don't mind, I have one request. That I know you need to go back to mommy to tell her what has happened. Do me a favor, take off my, 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 my uh, shirt and take it to her. And don't allow any blood staining to go on there. And say to her, I send my love and salam. If this is what Allah wants, she needs to bear the patience. She needs to bear. But subhanak, imagine this is a young boy. A young boy speaking to Allah. And he's prepared to submit, but look at the extent of what his answer is. It is because of the great wisdom and the insight of my mother that she has taught me, she nurtured me, she guided me, she made me understand what the capacity is of my father. 
Even though he is not staying with me every day, he comes here from time to time, he visits me, he's always there for me, but I know he's a messenger and he's in total submission to Allah. He's committed to be able to serve the cause of Allah. So I believe nobody else could be telling me more about my father than you, my dad, and my mother for what she has told me. And because of that, I want you to understand I'm ready to be able to do if Allah has ordered you, my dad, you are my dad. The pain that you need to go through of having to slaughter me would be difficult. I beg you, these are the things first and foremost. Grant my peace, my love and salam to my mom. Right? And when you need to put the, throat, the, 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 the knife onto my throat, my dad, he says, please don't look into my face. Because it will, you will not bear, you will not be able to bear the uncomfort of looking into my face. You might just stop wanting to cut my, my, my throat. I beg you, do what Allah ordered you to do. Execute it to the best. Don't look into my face. And even if it, it means that you see tears in my eyes or tears coming out of your eyes, allow it to happen and cut, do it for the sake of Allah. Subhanak la hawla wa illa billah. Allahu akbar wa This young boy sang this to his father. And the father then executed that, tied the boy with a rope, took off his shirt and put it one side and did as the son said, took off his, the knife and wanted to put it on the neck of the child to be able to cut the child, to cut the neck of the child. And Nabi Ibrahim thought that most probably I am but nervous or on my nerves or something like that because it would not cut. And he looked around and saw a, 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 a rock next to him and he went to the side of the rock and he found that the knife that he had was so absolutely sharp that it even split the rock. Subhanak la hawla It splits the rock but it wouldn't cut the throat of the child. Subhanak. So now, now Ibrahim, Nabi Ibrahim feels contented with the fact that no, it's, it's not a mind, it's probably something else. But he puts, again, he puts a knife under the, the, the throat of the child and wants to cut. And unfortunately, it does not cut. Subhanak la hawla wa illa billah. And again, Nabi Ibrahim looks around and does again with the same, goes on to, because he's, he, he feels that he's going through imaginations. He puts his knife again onto the rock, and as he puts it onto the rock, he finds the same thing happens. Nabi Ibrahim sees this happening. He realizes... And then he puts it on, and this time he puts it on with a great force. And as he puts it on with a great force, with the hope that now he's going to cut. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. At that moment, Allah Ta'ala, when he puts all his effort into doing the cutting, and at that moment his son says to him, his, his, the son responded to him with the, for the sister asked him, Daddy, don't be on your nerve. Carry, carry out your duty. Do as Allah has ordered you. Right? And, and be calm and do it. Like, be calm and collective. And don't like, we know that the circumstance is not easy, but imagine this child says this at that moment. Subhanak. At that moment when Nabi Ibrahim is busy to cut and want to put in all his effort, he heard the cry of a, of a sheep next to him. Meh, Allahu Akbar. And he looked and there he saw Jibreel. And Jibreel said to him, Subhanak, Jibreel glorified him. And Jibreel said to him, Allahu Ta'ala have seen your submission and the submission of your son. Allahu Akbar. 
You were prepared to do to give unto Allah the uluhiyah of Allah when Allah commanded you and has given you the order you show Allah uluhiyah. You then submitted to Allah's command, irrespective, and you trusted the fact that this gift of your your son is Allah's gift unto you, and you were prepared to execute it for the sake of Allah to carry it out. Subhanak. So Allah Ta'ala has expected you to be able to to be submissive, which you did. And because you did that, Allah Ta'ala granted you in a replacement for your child to be able to slaughter the sheep. Subhanallah, the voice there of Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams in our program Madrasa on A, our very first segment being Knowing My Lord. The Sheikh Ibrahim was speaking to us in our first segment and that was Knowing My Lord and that was with regards to Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salam as well as his son, the sacrifice of his son, Nabi Ismail alayhi salam. Now moving on Sheikh with regards to our second segment and that is I'm a Muslim, what is expected of me? And Sheikh is now going to be continuing as to where Sheikh stopped yesterday inshallah. Bismillah, Sheikh. Bismillah, Rahman, Alhamdulillah. Shukran for that one, Yasmina. Um, with our listeners out there, we alhamdulillah have managed to complete on the first segment for today. We're going over to the second segment, and sorry that we only have to cover certain things. If I could, I would have wanted to be able to see that we covered much more. Unfortunately, this is the amount of time that we have. May Allah increase for us and khair and barakah, inshallah. As in our second segment, I am a Muslim, so what is expected of me? We went to the process of having to look at the kalima to shahada. And, and in that kalima shahada, we went to be able to speak about the process when it comes to the first part of that kalima and then the second part of the kalima. The first part of the kalima speaks about a testimony where you and I need to testify to the fact that there is none worthy of worship except Allah, which again is the words, the uluhiyah of Allah. The fact that you and I need to worship Allah and we testify to the fact that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah and we went into all that and we broke that down right um, I, I, I just need to get clarity here with our people of letting us understand that remember we made a statement and we said it is the greatest statement in our life and that everything that came to our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam as his message which he had to carry to humanity was in actual fact the message from Allah and Allah shows us that we need to be able to revere our messenger we need to revere him and we put his reverence above anything and everything nothing in our whole world must be considered anything better or greater or more important than a Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa Not even the family of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa can be greater than him. Yes, they are people who we need to revere. But the reverence of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa family is in no way the comparison to the reverence of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa And the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa did not teach us, surely did not teach us that we need to revere his family. We need to revere his family as a necessity. But the reverence to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa family is in no way a comparison or equality to the reverence of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa Because then we're going to make of them ambiya. Or we're going to make of them awliya. Or we're going to make of them that we make of them uh, 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 ilah. That we're going to give uluhiyah to them and we're going to worship them and we're going to not worship Allah. And they don't have the, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa did not ever teach us that we must give them status that they are like an ilah. 
that is part of kufr, that is part of the fact that we become kafir and we go out of the field of Islam, may Allah protect us. The issue of this Nabi and the status of him, he alone carries the fact as the, the best of humanity, he alone. His family we must revere and honor and respect them, but the reverence of them goes hand in hand with the respect of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, which we said earlier on, is the blueprint for us in Islam to recognize you and I cannot love Islam unless we see our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa in the way he interacted Islam in the life of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum because Allah has chosen them to be the blueprint them to be on the main stage with the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa and they were equally part of the main actors in my education and your education of Islam and without them it's the height of impossibility that any one of you or me can ever be a Muslim in its true sense may Allah grant us insight may Allah grant us wisdom may Allah grant us to be able to submit in totality to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and give him the reference the reverence that he deserved and not give it to anybody else neither to give the reverence to the family of the Nabi to the extent that they are also people that we need to worship. We were not taught to worship the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When we say, wa ashadu anna Muhammad rasulullah we do not say that we bear testimony to, to Muhammad that he is the messenger and the other ilah. He is not an ilah. He is not somebody we worship. We do not ever, ever, ever worship Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We are obedient to him. We must be obedient. There's a necessity of being obedient. And that obedience belongs to him and to him alone. Not to his family, not to his friends. If he says you need to, 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 to be obedient to my Khulafa or Rashidin because it comes from his mouth, then he's the one who instructs us and we do so with him. And whoever says anything against that, we reject them and we listen to him, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, because we firmly believe only Allah has been given that status where Allah says we reserve this Qur'an and we protect this Qur'an. And whatever is in this Qur'an, we need to illustrate. And in that Qur'an, Allah says, a reverence to Muhammad is a necessity, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But you and I, when we worship Muhammad and we attentively listen to him, and we do everything to the best of our ability to follow his path, then that in its true sense is obedience to Allah. And that brings about uluhiyah to Allah Ta'ala. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. We are in our second segment, and that is, I am a Muslim. What is expected of me with uh, Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams in studio? Sheikh, you can continue. Bismillah. Shukran, third one, We happen to have been prior to the break uh, with the concept of the second part of the kalima, wa ashadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah, and having to see our submission, our commitment to the risala of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. People with no disrespect. Our duty is to see that we consolidate and confirm the true belief of Islam, that we love and die for that, and that we defend it to every extent, and that we can, we nurture it strong and truthfully and righteously removing all the negativities all the corruption of shaitan and all those who support shaitan and want to offer Islam which is a, a diluted destruction and taking us to the fire of Jahannam na'udhu billah may Allah protect because remember shaitan offered Allah I'm gonna corrupt him at every stage and believe you me there's not a stage that he left 
There's even people who claim themselves to be Muslim. Wallahi, tallahi, billah. They are in no sense Muslims. They are, can never be considered as, as Islam. Unfortunately, they have chosen themselves to be disobedient to Allah. And they do all the wrong things. And they claim and they use the word Ashadu and La ilaha illallah. But his words are on their tongue. They do not look at it in his depth. They do not look and understand what they are busy with. And they do not love that. They love the facade. They oppose Allah. They oppose the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. They reject the family of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. They hate the family of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. They make a mock and an insult to the family of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And they properly make a, a mock and an insult to the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, whom Allah has chosen and Allah has made them part and made them the best of people to be to walk the earth, to be the, fr- the family and the friends of the best of the Anbiya. And Allah has chosen them. So nobody can speak ill of them because Allah has given the Allah stance. And Allah says, Radiyallahu anhum waraduan. Allah is absolutely satisfied with him. And they are absolutely satisfied with the message of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and with the way he taught them and they were in total submission to him and Allah says and they are totally satisfied with what Allah has sent them as Allah's message and they loved it and they submitted and died on that path none of them ever abused the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam or denied or rejected him or chose anything other na'udhu billah may Allah grant us to be Muslimin and realize that there is shaitan out there is they alive every day amongst us and he wants to offer us the corruption and destruction so the necessity for you and me to want to understand as Muslims I am a Muslim so what is needed for me that this kalima shahada must become absolutely alive. We must dive the depth of it to understand and see and ask ourselves, am I really Muslim? Am I really living the true Islam? Or am I misguided by shaitan? Listen to the words of our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, our teacher, your teacher, mine, who says to us in his dua when he calls to Allah, Allahumma arina al-haqqa haqqa warsukna tiba'a. Oh Allah, I beg you, Allow me to see the truth as a real truth. And it grant me the ability that I follow the real truth. Not the misconstrued one. Not the falsified one. Not the one, don't, don't let me be, be, be a fool to be able to think I follow the truth. But unfortunately I'm following falsehood. وَأَرِنَ الْبَاطِلَ بَاطِلَ And grant me to be able to see batil, that is, which is destruction and this is harm and corruption. See, let me see it as true batil, as negative and destructive. Let me see it as that. Let me recognize it to be. وَرْزُقْنَا And grant me the ability to abstain, to stay far away from it, that it doesn't become part of me. وَلَا تَجَأَلْهُمُ عَلَيْنَا Oh Allah, this is our Nabi saying this, and do not allow it to be. Multabis means don't make it dubious. We, I don't know is it white or black or black or white. It must be very clear black or very clear white. Let white be white for me and identify white as white. And let me identify black as black. And let me not be confused where I don't know which or I be misguided in the process. Now, this is our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he makes this dua. He only does it not because he was confused, not because it was dubious to him. He knows the truth. 
And he teaches us that. But he wants to let us understand, you're going to live in times where shaitan is going to offer you all the means to corrupt this very kalima into your life. Corrupt the understanding. Corrupt the opportunities where he's going to offer you so many ways of bringing you many other ilas besides Allah. And that you follow Muhammad uh, uh, on the surface and you do not give unto him the dignity and the honor and the reverence that Allah has given to him and that we and you and I has been offered an oppor- the opportunity to follow in giving the reverence to our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that he deserves Ya Rab Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala Ali Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ashabihi wa barik wa sallim I think I've said a tremendous amount about this kalima shahada the last question that I want to let us understand, people, if you don't mind. You and I live in an era, a moment in time in life, where we've been bombarded with so much of information. And we, we almost all of us are exposed to Professor, what's his name, Sheikh Maulana Mufti Peer Google. This Professor Mufti, doctor, lawyer, Professor Google, he's got all the information of you, just name whatever it is, he's got it all. Information means nothing. Information means absolutely nothing, it's of no benefit. Information is to, to, to tell you something. Wisdom is to take that information and to cipher, decipher it in relationship what Allah Ta'ala guides us in the Holy Quran and the guidance of the best of teachers, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May you and I be of those that we recognize that our total life is in submission to Allah and submission to his prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That our life in our kalima shahada is uluhiyya to Allah, that we submit to everything Allah commands, nobody else. Everything that Allah rep- uh, uh, represents in Obedience and, dis- and, and abstinence, we do that for the sake of Allah and for Allah alone. Shukran so much that they the voice of Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams with your program Madrasa on a developing Islam in me. We are still in our second part of the program and that is where we are speaking about I'm a Muslim, what is expected of me. Do know that you can send through your questions if you have any relating to what Sheikh has been mentioning on our WhatsApp number on 072 2380712. You can also send us an SMS to 47913 if you have any questions with regards to that. I'm now going to be handing over to Sheikh to continue, inshallah. Sheikh, bismillah. Shukran jazakallah khair, brother Auntie Yasmina. Just before the break, we were busy on the segment. I am a Muslim, so what is expected of me? And we went to the very last part of our Karima Shahada, wanting to speak to us and let us understand what this is. This the Kalima Shahada is all about and what we need to look in that. I'm, I'm, I'm about to ask the last question and remember I've been asking you many questions as we go along and I draw you in and I beg of you please to think and think of an answer and see what best you can answer. Now I am not there where I listen to you but I'd love you to be able to think positive and activate the mind extremely positive and think of an answer because if you activate your mind and think then at least you get yourself involved and if if we have to pass over to you the answers thereafter then if you have thought and you've activated this mind then inshallah you would be able to capture and to plant that in your mind what the right answer is right 
and it will last there and lay there and stay there forever like as if you're on your computer you say to put you will then put the word put save there and if you do not if i ask the question and you don't get yourself involved and you think but you're not here i am not there so i'm asking you you at li- listen at li- listening to madrasa on a so on madrasa on a we want you to be involved in ev or um, psychologically involved intellectually involved then you get to be able to 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 what we say save the message save the answer as positive and stay leave it there for long may allah grant khair and barakah that we all have the capacity and so don't feel bad if we ask you a question and you are not ignorant and stupid you just need to activate your mind you can either be right don't worry or you can be wrong and if you are wrong we are here to be able to guide you and if you are right alhamdulillah allah will grant you a double reward for the fact that you thought your best you activated and you will be granted the double reward for the fact that you've answered you so yes the question is very very simple we live in a world today that is known to be uh, the world of information the era of information the era of the sciences the era of knowledge that is so broad the era of information the era of technology so we look with all this my question is to you this message that came that was brought to us via Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is this message in any way in equality or equal to the life that we're living in today with all these modern things that we're living with or is it inferior to that is it equal to that or is it inferior to that meaning the message that came to us via our beloved prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam if all the way from allah is that message equal to the standard of the modern world that we are living in or is it inferior to that i hope that everybody has understood the question you understand the question the question somebody says is the world that we live in today with all the isms and the ologies and the sciences and the knowledge that is so great and we get phd degrees and all this that you get to all those knowledge is that knowledge of this world that we are in today is the message of that muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam in equality to that equal to that or is it inferior to that i hope you've got your answer I'm I'm going to answer you I need to answer you but before I answer you I would want to ask you another question I've asked you is it equal to that or is it inferior the third question is or is it superior to that is it equal is it inferior or is it superior to that Now if you've loved the modern world and if you've interacted in this modern world then you feel so great about this modern world and you will be infatuated about it to the extent that you believe this modern world has got the best of knowledge the best of this the best of that this modern world lacks a tremendous amount nay the message of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam how dare we imagine it is inferior subhanak ya rab how can we imagine that this message is inferior I'm sorry it is in no way equal to it is in no way equal to it is superior to that by far 
Allahu Akbar. By far, in no way comparison, the one is a narrowed down uh, physical world with uh, a, a secular world with, with a great amount of universities and this, that and the other. But it has a lot of corruption and destruction and in its processes it only destroys and there's only the fire of Jahannam in front of us if you only live with this modern world. Because this modern world has got nothing to offer you for the Akhirah, absolutely nothing. It is, it is a satanic world. It's a world of corruption. It offers you university degrees, but those very university degrees is going to take you away from Allah. If you don't have Allah on your side, if you do not understand this message that came from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, so its message is the holistic message for the whole human being, the holistic message for he who wants to be successful in this world and to reach success in the year after. He who wants to be able to have the best of this world and the best of the year after, for him, this message is the great message. It's not inferior to, to the modern world. To the world of sciences, no. It supersedes the sciences. The sciences is Allah's creation. And it's absolutely inferior to Allah. And to the knowledge Allah has sent and the messages Allah has sent by His messengers. And especially the last message that He has sent via the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. It is a message superior to all messages. Subhanak. By far. In no way a comparison that all the degrees and all the universities and all the PhD degrees and all the doctorates and professors comes together with all the knowledge does not equal to the knowledge and the information and the depth that Allah says in the Holy Quran, Allahu Akbar, and that lived in the life of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. May Allah grant us insight, may Allah grant us wisdom. So. I'm terribly sorry because people, you must forgive me. The necessity for us to understand this kalima shahada and the depth of is extremely important, right? Um, it needs to be consolidated. We need to come to realize how important this is. And if we need to be able to see that we bring it back into the curriculum and the syllabuses of our children to teach them this on an ongoing basis. Because if the, if the Kalima Shahada is not consolidated in their life on a basic fact from grade 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, and, 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 and their life as they go along yearly and yearly, every year and every time, there's this reminder and the building and the structuring and consolidation of the Kalima Shahada in our life, our children would go astray. The Kalima Shahada, it is the base of everything in our deen. Subhanak, as we said to you otherwise, this statement, La ilaha illallah, the whole universe, the whole universe of science, of nature, they subscribe to it. They subscribe to it, they submit themselves to it, they live by that. Allahu Akbar. And you and me, are we Muslims? Do we want to be the best of Muslims? Do we need to know more of this Kalima Shahada? Do we need to see it, it's growing and developing in us? Is Uluhiyah really what we are doing in accordance we should? Are we submitting to the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and giving him the honor that he deserves as Allah commands us? As the status Allah has given him? Because everybody else wants to negate him, to bring him down, to think nothing of him. They say that they do this, this, that, and the other to, to, to Allah and His Messenger. Unfortunately, they are not true believers. They lie. They are those people who follow the path of shaitan. May Allah protect all of us. 
And so again, just a reminder, may Allah grant us to be of those people when Allah guides us to truth, that we follow that truth. And we beg of Allah continuously, like the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa has taught us, Allahumma arina al-haqqa haqqa warzukna tiba'a wa arina al-batila batila warzukna ijtinaba wa la taja'alhu multabisan alayna fanadilla ya rabbal alameen. Allahumma amin, amin, amin ya rabbal alameen. And so all of us are vulnerable. All of us are bound to, to probably uh, be misguided here and there. The guidance is which came from Allah Ta'ala and His Rasul. Our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says to us in a hadith, Taraktu fikum amrayni lan tadillu. I left two things behind for you. If you bite on your back teeth, on that solid and firm, and you hold to it tight, you will never ever go astray. They will not be able to corrupt you, to destroy you, to be able to take you out of the path of Islam. Intamasaktum bihima, the condition is you need to hold to it very, very strong. May Alex grant us to be amongst them, inshallah. Allahumma ameen. Ameen, ya Rabbil Alameen. Ameen. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. Thank you for you people who did the response. I want to say to you, thank you very, very much. And also thank you very much for being for having to be able to have a positive answer. And like we said, if you are ignited to be able to ask to, uh, to have a question and to do the research into your mind and go in there and find at what is best, uh, if you've answered right, Allah will grant you a, a double reward. Now that double reward, Allah will raise the value of that. May Allah increase for all of us, inshallah. Um, and yes, I, I appreciated also the fact that I didn't just give the right answer from my side, but I wanted to let us understand that they we're living in a day and time today where shaitan wants to offer us the opportunity to think that this deen is a cheap deen. This deen knows nothing. And we look at science with so much greatness. And we look at medication. And we look at uh, the, 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 the sciences and the, and the degrees and all these things as superior. And if you come from a university and you think, wow, the Manitou University has study. Forgetting that when you understand deen, you've been given depth that the person in the university, I'm going to say PhD, of 100 PhDs, it doesn't, he's absolutely in darkness and he doesn't even know it. Now, Udubillah, he doesn't even know that he's in darkness because he doesn't know what Allah has guided mankind to what is best. May Allah open for all of us. And I'm not saying this because I de- I'm against any degrees. I encourage the person, please, if you don't mind, go out to search. But don't be of those people who search the world and want to understand the world and want to have degrees and you lack the understanding of your deen. And please don't make your degree in your deen to be a superficial something, something little, just superficially, that is not what Allah wants for us. Allah wants us to dive deep into the understanding of the deen of Allah Ta'ala. And this deen has got to so much to offer. Yes, whatever the world has to offer, whatever the sciences has to offer, is absolutely insignificantly small and worthy of nothing compared to what Allah has to offer us. For our dunya, our deen, and our akhirah. Ya Rabb, Allahu Akbar. May Allah open the path for all of us. And I'm, I'm not undermining anybody. Thank you very, very much for your responses again. Highly appreciate it. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. We are going to be heading into our final segment, and that is leadership in Islam and its progression. And once again, you can send through your questions through to the number 072-238-0712. Alternatively, you can send through an SMS to 47913. I'm going to be handing over to Sheikh now to recap from where we stopped yesterday. Sheikh, Bismillah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Shukran for that, Yasmina. 
um, we are in the segment, segment now, leadership in Islam and its progression. I think we've last ended off where we looked at the process of how the mother and the father need to collectively put their efforts together and realize it's not mommy, it's not your effort, daddy, it's not your effort. It is the need that you, mommy, needs to work with daddy. And daddy, you need to work with mommy. So none of you will be able to bring about positive results when you think you're doing the thing alone. How many a time isn't there mummies who wants to deal with the thing alone and don't care about the dad? How many isn't there daddies out there who wants to do the thing alone and doesn't care? You cannot, you cannot, you cannot do it alone. I'm sorry if it's stern and firm and to the point, yes, it's meant you, no matter who you are, no matter your status, no matter your knowledge that you have, no matter your, your skill and your ability, you cannot deal with it alone. For Allah has chosen for you a partner who must be the other side of you to guide your family, the deeper insight with you alone, no matter what you have, it will not be sufficient. And trust yourself that your partner Allah has granted him or her strength of a side which you are very much weak on. You lack a tremendous, you with all your knowledge, with all your skill, with all, you lack a tremendous amount. And Allah has chosen a partner to be the righteous person that Allah knew what was best that you are absolutely ignorant of. You and me are absolutely ignorant of that. And Allah knew Allah has chosen for you a partner. And you need to encourage your partner so that the two of you can collectively divide. Uh, devised a process where you guide your family in such a way that success lies in front of them right and we do not discard the one neither the other the mother don't discard the father the father can't discard the mother they must feel for me to be successful for me to be successful we must be working together not I we not I we must be working that is the necessity of the feeling of the mom but the same thing of the dad, right? And each and every one of them must be able to realize we must all give our parts and collectively we can make things meaningful, right? May Allah grant us success, inshallah. And I think that was the last that we were ending on, on the process of when we speak about leadership and what needs to happen in the process of leadership for how we need to see that the parents works together and that they then bring about what we said earlier in this university called home, we bring the best of students to be under the uh, tutorship of Professor Mum and Professor Dad. Then they become the professors of the future, inshallah, in their universities where they guide furthermore the next uh, uh, generation of students to be able to develop in this world as successful people. Allahumma ameen. Ya Rabbal Alameen. May Allah grant all of us to become successful, inshallah. And, and so we're going to a different subject today. We're going to a slightly different subject today. Um, very much like those things that we've sp spoken about in, in, in uh, leadership. How do we unravel this leadership? How do we unpack this? How do we get the, the, these things to become really part of us? And where do we start? Now, I'm, I'm going to touch a subject matter. And I hope from here onwards we'll be able to spend much time in the subject matter because it's a subject matter for every level of our life. And, and, and many people go into this understanding of the subject matter. The world today, the uh, world of, of business today, spends a lot of time in the subject. They see the importance of this. And believe you me, this subject comes from Allah Ta'ala. 
I will show you that later. And the name of the subject is called communication. It's called communication. In the words of Allah Ta'ala, this subject of communication brings wonderful positive results to man. Allahu Akbar. And Allah was also more successful with when we deal with something, we, we want to be successful with that. No matter what it is that we're dealing with, if we rear a family, we want to be successful. If I build the bond of marriage, I want to be successful in my marriage. If I'm going to do a course or degree or something, I want to be successful in that. If I'm rearing children, I want to be successful in rearing them. If I'm actually building a new house, I want to be successful in this house, be a benefit for us for our dunya and our akhirah. If I'm living this dunya or working at any place, I want to be successful in my job that I do. You and I want to be successful in everything that we are doing, isn't it? Or is it somebody who don't want to be successful? He said, I doubt it. I very, very much doubt it. And Allah Ta'ala has made the subject of communication the base for success. The base for your success and for my success, the base for that, Allah has made it the subject of communication. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. You must remember the world that is out there has lacked a tremendous amount of insight. And Allah has instilled it into our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa and into the Quran so that the world can become a better world. So that they can come out of the uncivilized, uncivilized processes because the world was totally uncivilized. The Western world is absolutely uncivilized. The secular world is even more uncivilized. Civilization comes from Allah. Civilization comes via Allah. Through Jibreel, through the Quran, to the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and to humanity, and they have taken of the civilization after having been uncivilized. They've taken and stolen, says the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, of this deen. Wow! What a statement am you making, Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams? Are you making? Yes. This is what Allah and our Nabi says. Listen very carefully. Listen to the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and he says. Allahu Akbar. Wisdom, wisdom is the lost property of the believer. Who says that? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. That wisdom is not possible to reach anybody. No professor can get wisdom. No doctor can get wisdom. Wisdom comes after. Allah's giving you the insight of the understanding of your dunya plus the understanding of your akhirah. Allahu Akbar. And so when you become Muslim and you study and you learn, then Allah will give you insight and exposure to understand how Allah Ta'ala has given wisdom to humanity. And the Nabi says, that wisdom is your property. You Muslim, it belongs to you. If you are a Muslim, the Nabi says, Allah has sent this to you. It's for you first. Unfortunately, you and I, for generations now, has left off the wisdom of Allah. We lack that today. The West instead has taken to that. They grabbed it. When they saw it, they grabbed it with both hands. And they took it. They claim it for them. And that's why I say they stole it. They claim it to be theirs. Our Nabi says, don't believe them. 
They're not truth truthful. They won't tell you what comes from your forefathers that came from the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that came via Allah in this Quran. They will never admit to the fact that what wisdom is comes from Allah. They will never admi- admit to the fact that the great scientists, the first great scientists on this world, world to change the world into successes, to bring that true civilization, comes from the guidance of the Sahaba. That comes of the, the guidance of the Tabi'een, granting to them the great scholars of the day and time, and to be able to pass this over to the world. So the sciences, the sciences that is, of you name the subject matter in the sciences, has its origin traced back to the Qur'an, which is the message of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and he has exposed the Sahaba radiallahu anhum to that, which has exposed his tabi'in to that, which has exposed the great scholars of the, of the past to be the great personalities who wrote the subject matter of scientists that is recorded, has been taught in universities everywhere. They have just removed the name of Allah. They've removed the name of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa They've removed the name of the Sahaba. They've removed the name of the Muslimin so that you and I can dream and be folly and be foolish and be ignorant enough to be able to accept their lies and claim, they claim and they steal it. And you and I don't even know. The Nabi says it belongs to us. Or was the Nabi a liar? Or was the Nabi ignorant? Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Remember wisdom for man to come out of ignorance, for man to come out of jahiliyyah, for man to walk the path of success, for man to be able to develop can only happen when man submit himself to the obedience of Allah. And so for that success, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa says to us, the subject of communication is an important subject. I hope to see how far can we go to, unle- to unpack this subject so that you and I can understand that how far does it go but communication is a subject that touches every moment of our life there is not a moment when you speak to your children communication is taking place when you interact with your partner communication is taking place so communication is a fart on each and every one of us as Muslim. And we need to consider what type of communication are we dealing with, right? Because communication is in true sense giving off a message to others. Communication is my action whereby I act, I give a message and others take on that message. Example to that, take need of this one. What are you doing there? What is that communication like? Very nice. How are you, my son? What are you busy with now? That is would be communication in a sound format. Good communication. Positive communication, right? So this is what our Nabi has taught us. And no, no, no. Allah Ta'ala says this to us in the Holy Quran. Listen to Allah Ta'ala in Surah Ar-Rahman. One of the things Allah Ta'ala at the beginning of the Surah, Ar-Rahman, Allama Al-Quran, Khalaqa Al-Insan, Allamahu Al-Bayan. Allahu Akbar. Allah says, Allah Ta'ala the one, Ar-Rahman, Khalaqa Al-Insan. Ar-Rahman, Allama Al-Quran, taught man this Quran. Khalaqa Al-Insan, Allah created the human being. 
bayan and Allah taught him, gave him the skill and the ability to be able to apply communication. Subhanak. So communication, Allah tells us about it. But in other places in the Holy Quran, Allah also tells us about the sense of communication. And Allah has taken the subject matter and shown us in a deep sense to be able to allow ourselves to realize when Allah is going to educate us, when Allah is going to grant us wisdom, when we submit to Allah, then the levels of communication can become better and the development of leadership can become meaningful because, lead, because communication is in, in the way for us. And because we many a time want to interpret communication our way and have an issue about it, and we're not happy because communication Allah Ta'ala say you need to learn this. You need to learn the skills of this. This is imperative. This is fart upon you. Because you're gonna make either a decent form of life, these working beautifully together, or you're gonna mess everything up when you don't apply this. So you need to, to go out to seek the skill of what lies in communication. We hope to bring this through the subject matter, inshaAllah. So that all our lives, in every sphere of our life, in every level of our life, can become so much more meaningful as what Allah and His Rasul shows to us, inshallah. Inshallah, Amin. We are in our final segment of the program, and that is leadership in Islam and its progression. So I'll hand over to Sheikh to continue, inshallah. Sheikh, Bismillah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Shukran for that, Manad Yasmina. Um, we were in the segment of leadership in Islam, and we were busy with a new topic, topic called communication. Right? Um, people, no disrespect, this topic is taken into universities. This topic has become a portion of the, the studies at universities. Every student must do the subject. If they want to work in the world out there, then communication is a necessity, it's a fart. Because the world recognizes the fact that they cannot without this great wisdom that came from Allah in the Holy Quran. Unfortunately, you and I, the Muslims, are not exposed. Sorry, you and I, the Muslims, we are not exposed. We're not going to blame anybody else. We're going to blame ourselves. And we're going to say to ourselves, inshallah, we're going to make it our duty to be able to see what Allah and His Rasul and the scholars shows us how to understand the subject matter. And inshallah, we're going to see how best can we place it to our lives. And I'm not saying here, using this to be able to blame anybody or to speak ill about anybody or to say yes, but then this, or to give judgment. No, no, no. It's, we are exposing ourselves to understand our strengths and our weaknesses. And if we cannot submit to that, nobody can help us. Nobody. If we cannot submit to that, then unfortunately we're going to stay there where we've been for the last hundred years or thousand years, and we're going to stay there for another thousand years, and we're not going to grow. The world is going to develop. Everybody else is going to become better. But you and I, the Muslim, are just going to remain where we are or where we've been in the past. May Allah protect us. Islam was meant to bring success to humanity to show them what success is so you and i supposed to take it so you and i need to want to live by it you and i need to guide them to it they've taken to it may allah grant us to come to the lies how serious is it when allah Ta'ala shows it that you and i need to live by it and so if allah says we need to live by it we cannot live by it if we don't know it if we don't study it 
if we don't ask ourselves what does it consist of and we don't ask ourselves am I really doing what Allah is saying to me when it comes to communication or is communication my type of communication which is unfortunately rife out there everybody is communicating but are we living the communication that Allah shows us to for Allah speaks to us in the Holy Quran and Allah says Ya amanu Oh you people who believe and you know who Allah is speaking to? If you say Ashadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashadu anna muhammadan rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and you believe that you are Muslim and you say those words then Allah is speaking to him, to you himself. He's speaking directly to you. He's speaking to each and every one of us. He's saying it to us. He's not speaking to the others. He says, Ya O oh, you people who believe. Subhanak. He speaks to me and to you. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu taqullah. Be conscious of your Lord Allah. Wakulu kawlan sadida. When you communicate, see that you deal with sound communication. See that you deal with sound communication. Now sound, the word sound here is when you and I speak with our mouth, that is sound communication, through sound. Right? But the words there doesn't mean sound in that sense, sound, the sound that we're making with our mouths. It means sound as colon sadid means being explicit, being to the point, being exact, being to say it in the best possible manner, the most in the way we in, in gross or take in everybody else into our communication. I mentioned earlier on to us, some of those communications we do is communication where it's firm and solid and hard and sometimes striking to uncomfort. And at times we can be very gentle and kind. And Allah says to us, colon sadir is when we say we use the choice format of dealing with things. A communication is a format where we think what we say. We think well before we say, we don't say our thing first. The fact that we activate this thing that Allah has granted us called the intellect and that you use it 24-7 before you say anything, you think loud, you think hard, you think much well about what you say. So when you say, you put it down in the best format. Many of us in our communication wants to always look at others and say, yes, but you, but you, but you, but you. Forgetting about if I had to do it better, it could have been a better situation for all of us. And so I always want to blame others. It's all about me and you using our common sense, thinking, thinking, thinking a million times more. You've been given a gift of Allah, not to rush to be able to say just what you want to. Yes, buy a fan osis, buy a leaf on the Allah is a tongue to be able to A tongue was given that we could use it effective, efficient, meaningful after we've used this brain that Allah has given. Because Allah has given us the brain as a great gift. The tongue wasn't given as a great gift. The tongue was that gift. If it, if it is used wrong, it can take us into corruption. It can destroy the circumstances. But the brain, if it's been used, it brings about positivity. Because that's why Allah puts it on top of the head. And Allah has given us the ability that some of us, na'udhu billah, have forgotten that this brain has been sent with great value. You must forgive me for what I'm going to share with you now. Slightly a joke. But um, where this person said, 
in, in his joke, he says, many a people forget that they were given a brain and they think it's an ornament. <laughs> they think it's an ornament. So the other joke, what you've heard about this other joke, they say if, you, if you're a person that is of dark skin, your brain is a very pure brain because it's by men gebruik gewees. It's by your means, it's an odds. It has the same thing. And how many of us, how many of us, in many, many occasions, don't we say, ek en jy, as if only I thought. Elke dag tussen onze mensen, onze families, onze broers en zussen, en nichtjes onze familie, allemaal van ons. Onze kaapse mensen. What do we do? Our people of Cape Town, what do we do? Many a time we say, if only I thought. Van wie praat jy nou? Jy praat van ander mensen nie? You realize, as ek my verst, ek het, omdat ek nie my verstand gebruik het nie, het ek gedink soos ek gewil het, en gesê wat ek gewil het, en gedoen soos ek wil, en maak ek vir ander mensen seer. En maak, maak die liewe ongemakkelijk vir myself en vir anders. But that is what communication is all about. Allah wants us to live, that's why Allah says, Oh, you people who believe. Allah speaks to the believers. Ittaqullah. Be conscious of Allah. Be conscious of your Lord, Allah. Allah wants you and me to be conscious of Allah. And then thereby we work towards sound communication. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. Our last few minutes of the program and we're in our last segment being leadership in Islam and its progression with Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams in the studio. I'm now going to be handing over to Sheikh to continue, inshallah. Sheikh Bismillah. Shukran for that, Yasmina. Yasmina, I want to uh, 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 um, speak to our listeners out there by having to say to them, please forgive me. Uh, I realized that I lacked. I lacked the experience or the exposure or the knowledge of having to have these things in my deen. And I've seen it interacting in our community. So please forgive me. It, it seems that I'm the judge here or want to judge you people. No, you could fully feel a judge. Let me repeat what I said yesterday. And I want to say this to you every day. And I mean this, Wallahi. I love all of you for the sake of Allah. And I hope that through Madrasa on air, that we can understand that we need to come to love each and every one, one another, for the sake of Allah, in advice and guidance to what Allah and His Rasul show us how to love one another. And that we must be truly the brothers and sisters for concern and care and true love for one another. Right? And in that or that background, I am busy sharing these topics, right? And especially the topic that we're dealing with when we speak about leadership in Islam and where we're dealing with the topic of communication. And I'm not, and I'm saying this, I've just spoken to Auntie Yasmina here where I said to her, when we say the words, if only I thought, and we all hear this almost every day, we've heard this for the last hundred years, most probably for the last thousand years we've heard this. When I say that, I'm supposed to say, if I did not think yesterday of fart, of necessity, and I don't have an option, I must use my common sense. I must use it. Not tomorrow, say it again. Because we've seen people saying this for the last hundred years, and then tomorrow they just do it again and again and again and again. But this doesn't, that is not what Islam is meant for. This is not what this deen came for. This is not the leadership this deen won. The leadership is when the Muslim, for that matter, starts to act 
cultivate that which Allah has granted him as the greatest gift to humanity. وَلَقَدْ كَرَّمْنَا بَنِي آدَمْ We've given you honor and dignity. We've, you, the human race, we activated your mind. And if you can use that mind, your, your, your intellectual power, you activate that, where you get, gain maximum value, you will be able to use your processes of success in the rest of your organs. In success, if you keep your link with Allah strong, like Allah says, اِتَّقُوا be conscious of your Lord Allah. And when you communicate, there will be sound communication. There will be exact, exact, explicit, to the point that you mean what you say and you say what you mean. You don't say this and you mean that. And don't mean that whilst you say this. Be precise to the point and be as gentle and meaningful and enhancing as possible. And don't want to say that Always consider what can I have done better? Hoeveel keer beter kan ek gehandeld my partner? Hoeveel keer beter kan ek gehandeld my, fr- my, 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 my person at, at work? Or how much better could I have done the situation with my children? Or how much more could I have respected or revered my parents? I must always think, what can I do? What can I do better? Don't think of others. Don't look at what others do. They do to that to you because that is what Allah wants them to do to you. It wouldn't have happened if Allah not wanted to educate you. But the lesson Allah wants to put to you, is when Allah speaks to you and Allah says to you, you need to look at what you could have done because I've given you a brain. Not to just judge, not to be ready to say, Ya ma, frav yourself, what can I do to better and most probably if I could have been there better in the way I dealt in communication, I could have made life so much more meaningful, so much more easier. And yes, all of us have parents and we need to revere them. And we need to think of what am I doing when I speak to my parents or not necessarily speak in any form of communication with my parents. As a does it get to the reverence that Allah will get? And I giving them the reverence that they deserve, give respect. And does the mother instill in the hearts of the children, in the life of the children, in the, the minds of the children, in their life that they revere the father? And does the father de- develop them to revere the respect of the mother? Because the, the way they interact with their parents is extremely important. Now you can only be Muslim when you do it as the father figure to, to be able to plant into the child reverence for the mother. And that the mother plants in the child reverence for the father. That's a necessity. If the mother doesn't do it, Allah's going to blame her. If the father doesn't do his duty, Allah's going to blame him. And because it's their duty to be able to develop the children, but at the same time, when the child realizes his position, he must be able, as he grows, must be able to consider the fact how much can he go, go the extra mile to give the reverence that Allah has given to them. Because we are looking here at the means of communication that needs to happen in this ummah for the sense of having to see successes that leadership truly comes about. And if you've reared your child with leadership at a young age, leadership gets developed into his life when he becomes older. I think we've come to the last few minutes. Allow us to be able to make the dua collectively. If you don't mind, I'll be able to make the dua collectively. If you don't mind, I'll be able to make the dua collectively.
Innal insana lafi husr illa alladhina amanu wa amilu salihat wa tawasaw bil haqqi wa tawasaw bis sabr wa sallallahu ala sayyidina wa maulana Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa barik wa sallim subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk walhamdulillahi rabbil alamin I would love to remind us of the fact that we having our excursion on the 11th of March month? On the 26th of March, inshallah, uh, the excursion. I'm sorry, our excursion is on the 26th of March. Our workshop is on the 11th of March. And people, if you can uh, um, register, please see that you do so. Uh, registration process is on, 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 on the website of Voice of the Cape. And for those people who cannot or get there, ask the youngsters so they know how to, do unload, to download those things. Other than that, Probably they will have it on at radio here, and when we meet at at the the workshop inshallah on the 11th of March, we will also have uh, paperwork there for you people to, to fill in inshallah. Um, may Allah grant khair and barakah inshallah, and don't forget us that we make dua. New people make dua for all of us. We are human. We we have errors. We make mistakes, but we need to return back to Allah and ask Allah to guide us what is best for our dunya and best for our akhirah. Wa sallallahu ala sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala ali wa sahbi wa barik wa sallam. Shukran walhamdulillahi rabbil alamin. Alhamdulillah rabbil alamin. Salaf Yasmina Peterson. Shukran so much for tuning in. We bid you assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, and have a great day further. Inshallah. Madrasa on A. Oh, 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 oh.